It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government says everybody will have to use the Leave Home Safe app at all restaurants, gyms, hotels and cinemas from December the 9th. The chief executive says Hong Kong officials will meet their mainland counterparts on Thursday to discuss the reopening of the border. And a government vaccination advisor urges people to get a Covid booster shot as soon as they can. The government says people must use the Leave Home Safe app at all restaurants, gyms, hotels and cinemas, along with other regulated premises, from December the 9th. Francis Sitt has more. From that date, it will no longer be possible to jot down personal details instead of using the app. Officials said the move will increase the efficiency and accuracy of its virus testing and tracing work. The government said it will continue to discuss the matter with the affected sectors over the coming two weeks, but it urged the public to cooperate. Meanwhile, from Wednesday next week, officials says more people will be allowed to take cruise to nowhere trips, with the ship's passenger cap being up to 75% from the current 50%. Authorities have reported six new imported COVID-19 cases today involving people who flew in from Pakistan, the US and the UK. With a group of mainland experts wrapping up their four-day visit to the city, Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong officials will meet their mainland counterparts in Sunjun on Thursday to discuss anti-epidemic work in the SAR in preparation for quarantine-free travel across the border. Maggie Ho reports. Speaking to reporters ahead of the Executive Council meeting, Mrs Lam thanked the central government for sending the experts to inspect the SAR's facilities, noting they had visited places including border checkpoints, quarantine camps and hotels, and looked at how contact tracing is being carried out. I've learned that during their visit, the experts have asked about details of our anti-epidemic work. The expert team's visit to Hong Kong is the key to reopening the border gradually and orderly as soon as possible. She said a mechanism will be put in place to suspend quarantine-free travel if there's an outbreak on either side of the border, but details have yet to be decided. The chief executive also said authorities are discussing how to introduce a health code system for Hong Kong residents traveling to the mainland. Reports said quarantine-free travel to the mainland may be allowed from next month, but Mrs. Lam said no date has been fixed yet. She said Chief Secretary John Lee will lead the Hong Kong delegation in Thursday's meeting in Shenzhen. The CE added that Hong Kong's vaccination rate against COVID-19 must rise significantly to create the right conditions for opening the borders, not only to the mainland, but the rest of the world. She again called on people to get vaccinated, noting that less than 70% of the eligible population has received a first dose of COVID vaccine. A medical expert who advises the government on its COVID vaccination program says people eligible for a booster shot should get one as soon as possible. He says Hong Kong might see more infections once quarantine-free travel across the border resumes. Wendy Wong has that story. With officials on either side of the border discussing what needs to be done to allow quarantine-free travel to the mainland, now is the time to get your booster if you can, according to Professor Lau Yulong. The whole world would need the third dose, even for BioNTech, in order to ride over the next wave. For Hong Kong, the next wave of years will be the fifth wave, and we do not know when it will come. But my guess is once we open the border and with more people movement across the border, the fifth wave will come. So before that, we need to prepare ourselves. At the moment, those who are allowed a third dose of vaccine are people over 60, 
patients considered clinically vulnerable from COVID, workers in high-risk jobs, and anyone who received Sinovac jabs more than six months ago. Professor Lau, who's the chairman of the Scientific Committee on Vaccine-Preventable Diseases, says other people who've been vaccinated with BioNTech should be offered a booster early next year. He also says he hopes children as young as three will be allowed to get the Sinovac jab in the coming months. To the weather forecast, it'll be dry, cloudy overnight and cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 15 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees even lower in the new territories. Becoming fine tomorrow with a top temperature of about 20 degrees and moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook fine and dry in the following few days and still cool on Thursday morning. Temperatures will be appreciably lower in the new territories and it'll be windier over the weekend. Currently, the observed tree at 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity at 55%. And please be advised, the red fire danger warning is in force. You're listening to RTHK. It's exactly five minutes past 11. Former student activist Tony Chung has been jailed for three years and seven months for secession and money laundering. He had pleaded guilty to the charges under the national security law. Timmy Sung reports. The district court heard how Chong, who's 20, used his role at the now disbanded student localism group to publish seditious messages on social media. He also held activities and protests last year with secessionist intent. His defence lawyer, senior counsel Edwin Choi, called for a lenient sentence, urging the court to take into account Chong's guilty plea, his young age, and that he had been affected by the social atmosphere in Hong Kong. Passing sentence, Judge Stanley Chen said Chung had actively participated in the offences, noting that secession doesn't necessarily involve the use of force. The judge went on to say that had Chung not been arrested by the police in October last year, he could have continued with his criminal acts. The judge said the sentence had to be served as a warning to others of the consequences of such behaviour. Hong Kong people living on the mainland will be able to vote in next month's Legislative Council elections. The government says polling stations will be set up at several border checkpoints that are currently closed. Here's Damon Pang. The government has been studying the idea of allowing Hong Kong residents living across the border to vote. And now, Chief Executive Carrie Lam said border control points that are closed because of COVID-19 will be used for voting purposes. Mr. Sam said ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting that this will be only a one-off arrangement amid the pandemic, adding that voters will have to register with the authorities before Election Day and indicate which checkpoint they will use. At the moment, only the Shenzhen Bay checkpoint and Hong Kong Chuhai Macau Bridge are operating. The chief executive also said the central government has agreed to exempt the voters from quarantine on the mainland after they return from the polling stations. Mr. Slam dismissed suggestions that the move is to boost voter turnout. The facilitation measure has nothing to do with boosting the vote turnout rate. To be honest, it won't boost much anyway or affect the turnout rate significantly. She also clarified that the government has never proposed consolidating the turnout rates in the three types of constituencies and that the government is against any changes. The CE said the turnout rates in the geographical, functional and election committee constituencies will be counted separately, as this is what Hong Kong people are used to. She said more details on the voting arrangement at the border will be announced later in the week. The government says it's merging two secondary schools in light of a projected structural decline in the school population. 
Lungcheng Government Secondary School will start merging with Kowloon Technical School from next September and will close in the 2024-2025 school year. The Education Bureau says not only will the merger help deal with an excessive supply of school places in the Wong Tai Sin district, but it will integrate the resources of the two schools to provide students with a better learning environment and richer learning experience. But Mervyn Cheung from the Education Policy Concern Organisation says it could be just the tip of the iceberg and that in future, not only government schools but also aided schools could be affected. He spoke to Francis Sitt. The government has insisted that since it's a structural issue, any short-term measures in terms of small cars, teaching and the like won't be an effective solution to this chronic shortage of students' problem. I would guess that over the next few years, there will be more of this kind of merging among government schools, which will, I think, uh, in the minds of government, set some kind of precedent for the uh, schools in the aided sector. Why do you think it will start affecting aided schools as well? It's not about government schools now, because a long-term government school and also a current technical uh, school are both schools directly under the Education Bureau, and the staff and teachers are all directly paid by the government, and not through any school-sponsoring bodies. Probably they try to set a precedent for the uh, aid sector to follow. So if uh, the government schools start this kind of integration, and government schools only occupy less than 10% of the total team of schools in the Hong Kong system. So I think the target is more with the aid schools than with government schools themselves. China has launched a new satellite to boost the monitoring of emergencies at sea and efforts in marine disaster prevention. The Earth Observation Satellite was launched by a Long March 4C rocket at the Jiuquan Satellite Launch Center. It's entered its planned orbit successfully. The satellite will also help with environmental protection, water conservation, agriculture and meteorology, among other things. Four people have been killed after part of a staff dormitory building collapsed in Jiangxi province. Part of the six-storey building in Ganjiang New District gave way yesterday evening. It housed people who had worked at a pharmaceutical plant, and most of the residents were elderly. Authorities are investigating what caused the disaster. Forty-six people are now known to have died in Bulgaria when a tourist bus crashed and burst into flames on a motorway in the middle of the night. The passengers were all from North Macedonia. The BBC's Nick Thorpe reports. Soon after two in the morning local time, the tourist coach, registered in North Macedonia, veered off the motorway and hit the crash barrier. It tore away a 50-metre section, then burst into flames. No other vehicles were involved. The causes of the accident are not yet known. The mayor of one nearby village told local media that this particular section of the motorway has many potholes and is a black spot for accidents. Visibility was also bad with recent rain. Former South Korean dictator Chun Doo-hwan, who crushed opponents until mass demonstrations forced him out, has died at his home at the age of 90. He had been suffering from blood cancer and his health had recently deteriorated. Earlier, Anna-Marie Evans asked our South Korea correspondent, Frank Smith, what the reaction had been to news of his death in the country. Well, 
a mixture of, uh, I think, uh, complacency and bitterness. On the conservative side, you, you're going to have some people that react kind of ambivalently uh, toward him, but certainly among progressives, there there is a sense of bitterness here. Chundu Wan, we need to remember, came to power in 1979 following the assassination of former strongman Bok Chung-hee. Um, he led a coup at that time and assumed power, and one of the first things that he did was a crackdown on pro-democracy demonstrators in Gwangju, South Korea, and that became known as the Gwangju Massacre, where uh, 200 demonstrators died and, and approaching 2,000 people were wounded. Chun would remain in power, though, until 1988. And subsequently, after he, he left the presidency, he was subject to, to several prosecutions, but he never apologized for what he did, never apologized uh, regarding the Guangzhou massacre. After, later in his life, he, he went into self-imposed exile at a a Buddhist monastery said that he had donated his funds, but later coming out of exile, you know, played golf at expensive golf clubs while while pleading poverty. So he is kind of a very controversial character from that era. In sports news, the Leisure and Cultural Services Department says 5,300 tickets for shows to be attended by a delegation of mainland athletes who competed at the Tokyo Olympics will be up for grabs from Friday. As Jimmy Choi reports, each person will be allowed to buy a maximum of two tickets each time. The delegation of around 30 athletes will visit Hong Kong from December the 3rd to the 5th. They'll give sports demonstrations in the morning of December the 4th and attend a variety show at Queen Elizabeth Stadium in the evening. Members of the public can buy tickets for these shows via upticks from Friday. Each ticket will cost $20, and each person can buy a maximum of two tickets each time. People buying the tickets must register their real names and use the Leave Home Save app when they attend the shows. Chief Executive Carrie Lam earlier said she hoped the athletes will be warmly received during the time in the SAL. Jimmy Choi with that report. In cricket news, Hong Kong's women's team have been brought back down to earth after their winning start to the T20 World Cup qualifying tournament in Dubai. They lost their second game by 11 runs to the UAE. Set a target of 129, opener Natasha Miles started strongly with a top score of 37. Captain Carrie Chan added 25 and Mariko Hill 24. But once they were out, Hong Kong's run chase faltered. The UAE lead the table with two wins from two games, with only the top team advancing to the global qualifiers. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The government says everybody will have to use the Leave Home Safe app at all restaurants, gyms, hotels and cinemas from December the 9th. The chief executive says Hong Kong officials will meet their mainland counterparts on Thursday in Sunjun to discuss the reopening of the border. And a government vaccination advisor urges people to get a COVID booster shot as soon as they can. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
Suggested by Chris, leaving it up to me to choose a song. I like so much of her stuff. I like Mon Ami Rose. Uh, but this one was Sunshine. She also sounds so sexy when she sings in English, too, don't you reckon? Thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate it. Anybody else like to have a go? It's Radio Pete at Gmail as we continue with our magical mystery tour. Don't forget, of course, our sentimental journey Mondays to Fridays at five past midnight. I've been searching a long time. Someone exactly like you I've been traveling all around the world Waiting for you to come through Someone like you Make it all worthwhile 
someone like you Keep me satisfied Someone exactly 